At the end of last night's debate, the best question of the entire night was asked by an eighth grader, of course, since the adults have lost their minds. She says, when I watch the news, all I see is arguing between Democrats and Republicans. When I watch the news, all I see is citizen fighting against citizen. When I watch the news, all I see are two candidates from opposing parties trying to tear each other down. If our leaders can't get along, how are the citizens supposed to get along? And Pence says, in America, we believe in a free and open exchange of debate, and we celebrate that. And it's how we've created literally the freest and most prosperous nation in the history of the world. I would tell you that don't assume that what you're seeing on the local news networks is synonymous with the American people. Now, I just have to say, I actually think that that was the most honest, true, and straightforward answer made during the entire debate, not to give any credit to that freaking tool actor, Pence, but the media does not represent the people, and that's absolutely clear. The fourth estate, as the press is known, has betrayed the ideals of our nation in the name of profits and for the purpose of distracting the American people from the crimes committed by all three of the constitutional powers. The legislative, judicial, and executive branches have not served us the way that they were meant to. The fourth estate is called the fourth estate to indicate that it has such incredible social influence that it actually possesses the ability to perform checks on the other branches. The political dynasties that have misserved the American people from these positions for generations have absolutely no moral authority left and should not be reinserted into these positions by the American people. But of course they will because the fourth estate refuses to fight for the American people and continues to serve this two-party system which has splintered our citizens into politically religious tribes who are, as a result, incapable of discussing policy issues in any honest way. Both Democrats and Republicans have betrayed the American people by deferring their constitutional powers to the executive branch so they would not have to do the politically distasteful things that both sides of the political establishment are aligned in doing. An obvious example of this is going into the endless proxy wars in the Middle East. I'm not making heads or tails of the decision to go into these wars, but if our representatives think that it's right, it's the right thing to do, then it's their duty as members of Congress to declare war, as is clearly stated in the Constitution. Instead, they have de deferred this power to the executive branch through multiple administrations in order to avoid having to answer to the American people for the actions taken by the government that they control. They do not respect democracy, and they are all a bunch of self-serving, arrogant pseudo-oligarchs. There are people who would much rather see the opposing party take power in our two-party system than lose their political influence by making controversial decisions. They know the opposing party is the same party, so they don't worry too much as long as a third-party candidate doesn't get any steam. They know their political influence will stay strong into the future. That is because their party, their true party, is the party of international control and influence peddling. If they were truly patriots who care about the American people, they would make the tough decisions themselves and respect the fact that the American people might disagree and remove them from office as a result. The powers that they have deferred as a part of why the powers that they have deferred is a part of why the presidential election is considered so important at this point. It's because Congress has given up their powers. So now we have an elected king rather than a president. Pence continues shortly after saying. Here in America, we can disagree, we can debate vigorously as Senator Harris and I have on this stage tonight. But when the debate is over, we come together as Americans. And that's what people do in big cities and small towns across the country. No, 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 no. The political establishment comes together as powerful oligarchs who benefit at the expense of the American people. In big cities and small towns across the country, we are left at each other's throats because of the reckless rhetoric employed by this political class. Kamala answers the same question by saying, the, the eighth graders question by saying, 
One of the reasons that Joe decided to run for president is after Charlottesville, which we talked about earlier. It so troubled him and upset him, like it did all of us, that there was a kind of hate and division, that there was that kind of hate and division. What propelled Joe to run for president was to see that over the course of the last four years, what Brecklin described has been happening. Unquote. The division, this division has been growing for far longer than the past four years. And if the Charlottesville protests bothered Joe Biden so much, he would have allowed a more level-headed candidate who hasn't been in power their entire lives to take the nomination. Out of all of the options for the Democratic nomination, they chose probably the worst possible candidate to go against Donald Trump. Do they really think nominating yet another old white career politician would be the solution to our division? And not that it matters that he's white, but if there's this deep-seated systemic racism in our country perpetuated by white people, as Joe Biden continues to allude to, uh, essentially suggesting that half of the country is irredeemably racist, why would another white guy be the solution? If Biden is this prophetic anti-racist, then it's a valid question for people to ask why after 47 years in power, he could not fix these problems. There was a level-headed, respectful, and data-oriented guy who actually wanted to give real power back to the American people running for the Democratic nomination, and he happened to be Asian. His name was Andrew Yang, and he wanted to give a universal basic income to every American so that they could take back their bargaining power in an economy that fundamentally changed and evolved in a way that was never explained to the American people. The career politicians sold out our labor laws that protect our rights as workers by allowing the outsourcing of all of our jobs to countries that don't have to play by the same rules with their workers. It pushed prices down so the American people damn near didn't even notice how drastically things have changed. International business people benefited to a much larger degree than the people did uh, by, not, by having lower prices. The fact that people in the know were able to benefit from the transition is in large part why we see this incredible wealth and income inequality that we do today. The average Joe who still struggles to afford a plane ticket cannot form strong international business relationships the way that elitist politicians and their cronies can. It put average American people at a disadvantage. Normally, I wouldn't be for a universal basic income, but Andrew Yang was a uniquely rational person. And when you consider the fact that our government spends more money than they've taken in in taxes year after year, why aren't the American people given the freedom to, to decide how they want to see this, this money spent? Instead, they give us things like health care, which I'm not knocking wholeheartedly because it has its pros and cons, but it's just another way for the government to spend our kids' money and solidify, solidify their influence over the minds of the American people. If they really wanted to help people, they would give people the money directly and respect the choices that people choose to make with that money. Kamala finishes by saying, Brecklin, when you think about the future, I do believe the future is bright. And it will be because of your leadership and it will be because we fight for each person's voice through their vote. And we get and we get engaged in this election because you have the ability through your your work and through eventually your vote to determine the future of our country and what leadership, what its leadership looks like. You know, that's that's somewhat true. You know, I think um, she's right that Brecklin, you know, we need leaders, you know, please, please get involved. But um don't look at these people like like what you should emulate. This is not the country that you want to live in, and you know that. And you know that it's Kamala Harris and, and Mike Pence who are the reason that that's what you're seeing on the news, because they've allowed it to get this bad. The political class, in order to stay in power, has refused to show any sort of principles and They're making us all dumb and violent. I don't know if the future is bright, and it's these people's fault. Don't vote for them. Stop voting for them. 
they all work together. These people are actors. 